Do, 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 it's Meta Dungeon. Is this the 60s? Yes. Or I, I didn't know. That was way softer keel than I was expecting you to go for, to be honest. <laughs> that was not what I expected. I was, I was expecting I some, it. like, intense music. And, you know, with oh, the, okay, the little, we'll, the, we'll like start, we'll, we'll start over. We'll start over. All right. In three, two, one. Welcome to Meta Dungeon. Nice. The MD for your DM. That it truly is. And some days I question my own sanity in it. But oh well. <laughs> well, I welcome my my co-host here, Mel, back to another episode of Meta Dungeon. Hello. I am Zach. Uh you hear my voice a lot. Because I also DM the other recorded sessions of our campaign. And we do have a special guest today. Do, 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 do. <laughs> we don't have the budget for this. We don't have any budget. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm providing sound bites now. Joe, would you like really, to introduce yourself? I don't yourself? really know how special I am, but hi, I'm Joe. I mean, you're special in our group. Doing? Well, that's special. good. I'm glad you think that. So. Heck, you actually play D&D with us. Yes. Out of I mean, the other friends yeah. that we have that don't play, so that's special. Is this true? Mm-hmm. I very much enjoy it, too. <laughs> and I'm disappointed we're all so busy we can't play anytime soon right now. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's why we were goes. able to schedule some time to uh, do some more podcasts. We really need uh, to get on that. We didn't have... a an opening for everybody to be together at once to play D&D. Um, yeah. I'm sure those out there also have the same, like, when you get into D&D, like, you have the itch. <laughs> you have the syphilis to play again. Mm-hmm. The STD. Nope. It's, it's, the, it's the D&D gonorrhea. <laughs> it 100% is. And you are a willing participant in it. Every single time. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm. I feel that some days. Yeah. Especially when I start watching Critical Role randomly. Yeah, you got yeah. real bad with Calamity. Yeah, no, Calamity really got me because, like, ooh, 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 that was I, one of the best TV stories I've ever witnessed. I haven't finished episode three yet. Don't spoil any. I won't. Of we won't. Of that. I won't say anything. But just Good. putting it Appreciate out there. It. I rank Calamity as one of the top D&D stories I have ever listened to. Mm-hmm. It is so good. So, you know, nice. something to strive for. There you go. <laughs> mm. well, we this is a little tangent, but I I do enjoy Brendan Lee Mulligan's DM style. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Matt Mercer's DM style, but it's a very nice change of pace. Yeah. And it does show people at least that you don't have to be Matt Mercer to DM D&D, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I, it's, I it's, personally it, like a It's really nice. Both. Yeah. They're, cause they do yeah. different things really great. Um, cause one of the things that you mentioned that you really liked, Mel, was, uh, you called out, um, when Brennan, announces like a dc to meet for certain things i really did like that um i liked that i liked how big and dramatic he was yeah it sets the um, tone for sure yeah and it it worked for the that specific campaign but yeah no there was something about him calling like for certain checks just saying okay you need to beat a dc uh 17 i really liked that because it kind of made the game a lot more um uh oh i don't know if open ended is not the right word but a lot more um it made the DM more vulnerable, I guess. Yeah. Um, it also set things so, like, and I think I mentioned it to you before, you where uh, th- there are certain aspects where, and, and Brennan does it, and, and so does Mercer, where the DC is a continuum, like, different levels of the DC, you get little bits, and it builds up yeah. to getting the full whatever it is. But uh, there are definitely some aspects where it's a pass or fail, based on the goal you're trying to achieve yeah and that's why setting the tone for those big moments like it could go either way though you know it could be an epic success or it could be the you know the success being ripped from your claws in that moment yeah and 
it makes it dramatic. I like you said, it's a good feel, yeah. but it could all easily be the the sad end of things happening. You know, yeah, it's all up to the dice. Mm. Yeah. Nope. So why are we Definitely. here today? Well, our good friend Joe here uh, is joining us for a bit of an interview. And a two-parter. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot to cover, honestly, and uh, we want to start out with kind of getting to know Joe, partially as a person, and how, how should I word the question now? How, how did you first get into D&D, Joe? I guess if you really want to dive into it. We do. That's the whole point of this podcast. I mean, I, I grew up, I grew up and I still live on and work on a farm and you live in the middle of friggin' nowhere. You got your parents and your sister around. Sure. Your parents probably drive you places to hang out with friends and whatever, but you just don't really I never really wanted to bother them to drive around and play a lot of, you know, hang out with friends and stuff. We hung out at school, whatever, you know, and I played sports and did this and that. But I started playing video games. I got hooked to bought an Xbox, started playing games, played Mass Effect 2, really kind of got me into RPGs. That was my as well. I was Dragon Age. (laughs) Same manufacturer. Yep. I kind of got into RPGs and started playing and having a good time with those and it really took a long time for me like I was out of I was out of college before I really found out about D&D along out of college too and heck even before I started watching a ton of YouTube and YouTube's where I found D&D I found Critical Role one day randomly it popped up in my feed and I was like yeah, that looks interesting. I don't got anything to do for four hours. Let's sit and watch this. <laughs> or I don't remember if it was a four hour. I watched the whole first, the whole episode, or it was just a, a clip of some funny assholery that they got into, mm-hmm. a highlight of something yep. that they did. And it got me hooked, and I looked it up, and then I started watching. <clears throat> I want to say they were in campaign two at the time when I started watching I don't know how many episodes in they were, me as well, but that's what really drew me in. And I tried to go back and uh, there's going to be a lot. If there's some people that listened and watched Critical Role Campaign 1, I tried. I really <laughs> Am tried. Am I the only one that audio, got to it? Yeah. <laughs> the I audio quality. It's bad. Was like, to start, at least it's bad. It's terrible. The nails on a chalkboard, it yeah, was horrible. It's very hard. That's why I think... <laughs> well, well, you even mentioned that you, you can kind of start in a certain episode. It's around later. episode uh, 23, 24 is when you notice mm-hmm. it gets significantly better because that's yeah. when the background changes. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when they started actually mm-hmm. having like money, a budget, you know, yes. things like an actual crew instead yep. of just playing in like... In this office space kind yeah. of thing. So and that makes sense, you know? That, yeah. That's kind of why for my D&D, we, I knew we were going to use this space. And just because we needed a, a table big enough for people to sit around and possibly roll some dice and have their computer or whatever they needed to play, that's why I built up the... Uh, you can kind of see, Joe, that I have, like, sound dampener mm-hmm. things on the walls, but, you know... Slowly the falling off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to figure out a better way mm-hmm. to affix them once we have, like, a legit dungeon when we have when we buy a house here. But uh, we'll see when it comes to that. But um, mm-hmm. honestly, my path was pretty similar to you, Joe. Although I feel like, well, you mentioned that you probably didn't really get into D&D until college age, really. Which I no, think I was beyond I was I was fast. beyond college age. I am. I just turned like 30 this year, so it's been, I was like 27 years old when I really got into okay. it. Yeah. So Which, yeah, I mean, you're not, I mean, honestly, you're on no. this, you were on the same track as me. I think I only got into D&D a little earlier just because I came across some random podcasts and stuff, one of which was called Crit Juice, and it was kind of like, kind of like Critical Role, where it was random voice actors that got together and wanted to play D&D and it was really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, They even turned it into, well, they turned it into the podcast Mm -hmm. and then they had uh, like 
these, what did they call them? They were like challenge cards and like critical success and critical fail cards. So anytime uh, you had to have like, <laughs> they were called the drinking god rules. And so you had to draw from a certain deck of predetermined things, mm -hmm. like three rules that applied to that gaming session. And it was a very like... That's interesting. Like a drinking game version of D&D. &D. Like it was D&D, &D, but like it was a drinking game too. <laughs> and so it was really mm. fun to listen to as a podcast because it... It got wild because halfway through it they were all sloshed. Yeah. So so they came up with some wild things and it was really creative. And I, I wish they they actually are still doing it. They just don't record anymore because their podcast like mm. abruptly ended and I guess some things happened. But they still play. I, I saw on like Twitter or something. They still play. They just haven't okay. recorded them anymore. But they're really fun. And that's what got me into it back in like middle of college mm. or, or, or yeah, I'd say middle college. So honestly, I'm yeah. only like two or three years ahead of you on mm. knowing about d and It's not like I knew it when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would well, say I mean, I'd always heard of it. I I'd heard of it like rarely in school from, well, I would have called them nerds at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't school that I never really hung out with and I don't know. I didn't know anybody was just actually. Mm -mm. Yeah. I, see, see, I'm from a s super small town, so it was kind of, yeah, I mean, fringe, fringe stuff. If, if you even heard about it and most of the kids were playing like with Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff like that. I never yeah. really got into that, but that's, that's what, you know, it was more the mainstream stuff at the time as a kid and D and D really wasn't mainstream in my opinion. So not until within not the last couple years. Yeah. Not like it is now, not with yeah. the way critical roles exploded it's, and it's gone in a cycle. Cause it was really popular yeah. in like in the eighties, fifties, sixties and seventies, I think. And then, Died. No, it, 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 I don't think it Early, started in the it's it's, until like the seventies, seventies and eighties. Yeah, seventies really and eighties, okay. it came up and then it went downhill, and then now it's making a resurgence. But. Yeah, yeah, it definitely got a lot bigger. They, I think, the different there are a lot of things that contribute to that. The different versions of D and D have changed mm -hmm. drastically. Well, the big part of it was is that we had to find something to do for like a year, two years, that, two, you know, years. Yeah. two years went by of a pandemic, yeah. and now you're just like. What do I do with my times? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> mm -hmm. right. Whereas I guess you kind of had that anyways, because you were out in the middle of nowhere forever. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, I don't even know what you guys are talking about, pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I farm. I was sitting in a tractor Nothing the entire time. Much. My life did not change <laughs> one iota. Other than wearing a mask places, my life didn't change yeah. at all. So I'm not Literally, like, I just... Went about life, and I mean, I I feel for you guys that live in bigger towns, but my life didn't change at all. I mean, I didn't. I'll put it this way: it didn't. It changed in the fact that I didn't drive forty five minutes to get groceries. I went into town, got him in town, so I stayed away from the larger, Groups. more built up yeah. areas. But yeah, it was yeah. And, but this was a nice time filler though, because it would have been filled with me sitting in front of my computer playing video games otherwise so yeah i, I was feel here. like it's a good it's a good way to to not only socialize with with other individuals mm -hmm. but you get to be creative in a way that video games oh, yeah. don't really let you do yeah video games are usually very linear yeah mm -hmm. like even if they're open-ended there's always a there's always an outcome yeah mm-hmm and it's a planned outcome. Like the best, yeah, the, the be best game that I can actually think about is, um, you know, the game Papers, Please. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like sixty-seven endings. So many. There's, I, mm -hmm. I, I think there's sixty-seven endings, and it's all based on what you choose every day. You go yeah. to the border patrol. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> but it's still that you can't but, do anything outside right, of. Exactly. That. You make make different choices, but there's always going to be a planned event, planned mm -hmm. ending. And you don't really get that with D&D. No, it's Doing a little it, more dynamic. Yeah. It's a lot. It's mm -hmm. very, when it's open, when, when we say open world, it truly is open world. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. I'll move on to my 
next question, which ties to to the first one, Joe. Um, what got you to start playing? Like, why did you decide that you wanted to play? Especially because you joined our our campaign, mm-hmm. and I don't know if yeah. you ended up playing anywhere else. Well, at the same time, no, you guys, you guys were the first campaign when I started that. That was the beginning of my D&D adventure. And uh, yeah, we I was watching Critical Role and I'm just thinking to myself, this looks like so much fun. Now, granted, I, I went on to the Internet, you know, places and was like, hey, temper your expectations. This isn't exactly how D&D is played at every table. Yeah. So, you know, and I've done a pretty decent job of that, <clears throat> but you know, I was in high school. I was one of those. I did a little bit of theater. I didn't do a lot of it, but I do enjoy acting. So it was kind of like, well, this is this is like acting for me. And I don't it's not a job. It's something I can do for fun. And I don't have to worry about going out somewhere on the West Coast to try to get a freaking job acting. I can just sit with a group of people that I met through someone and just enjoy acting like I like to do. And it helps, you know, it makes me think a little bit more critically, like how would my character do this? Or how would, you know, and think about the group dynamic and think about, okay, what are the next 10 steps I, I want to plan out? And then, you know, within like five seconds, a curveball's thrown and it destroys yeah, that first step, every which destroys every 10 step. Yeah, everything I planned on. And whether it's the DM or a fellow player or someone changing it, it's just, you know, Keeps I just watched it and I wanted to play it and it looked like fun. And when you're watching it on YouTube, it's like you can see in everybody's faces when they're in combat and it's like, oh, they did that crap what the hell am i gonna do now like and it's your turn next and you're just thinking the gears are just spinning as fast as they can in your head the hamster's running around and it's just it, it, it's so yeah it just looks like so much fun and it it truly is i truly enjoy it now granted i personally like a little bit more rp heavy but i don't mind combat that much and because I enjoy a little bit more RP heavy, I try to take a bit of a backseat because I don't want to get main character syndrome. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I like to at least drive some RP with everybody else. Drive a conversation, it makes, yeah. It, it, yeah, drive a conversation, get to know their character and get to know what they're about, you know. But yeah, yeah. that's what really got me into it was the RP, watching it on TV, on YouTube and just sitting there. And listening to the interactions of the players at the table as their characters was out of this world, especially like, and this is part of campaign one that I did watch, but was when they went to Whitestone. That was to me, like, that was the mind blowing start, not, yeah. like not the start of it, but that's what made me kind of fall in love with RP a lot because it was dark, it was bleak, it was freaking nutty at times, yeah. and they didn't know what was going on, and there were twists and there were turns in the story that I didn't see coming, and guarantee the players didn't see coming, most of it, you know. And then you got the rest of the party trying to deal with one character who's trying to straight up go murder hobo on everybody that yeah. was an issue, and that looked like a blast. Which, I mean, we, we kind of have in our yeah, group a little bit, too. Yeah, we have our own dynamics of those. We have our own murder hobos. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was, that's what really kind of got me into it, because I was looking at it, I'm like, shit, I can just act with a bunch of friends, be someone I want to, you know, be for like three hours a time, and drop it, and just walk away from it at times, and come back to it, have a blast, and go from there. So yeah, that's what really got me into it was just wanting to play, seeing it. The hardest part was finding a group. I didn't go online. You know, I messaged, well, you guys know my sister, of course. So I messaged her. I'm like, Hey, I'm interested in it. Like does, you know, at the time her boyfriend was like, does he want to, does he play D and D or what 
the hell's going on? Like, I'm interested in doing this. And then she's like, oh, yeah, his friends want to play some D&D as well. And my friends, too. And I'm like, oh, cool. Just let them know I'm interested if they need a player. And that's kind of where it started. So it was super yeah. easy to get yeah. into once I got into it. But worked out Once well. we figured it out. <laughs> yeah, it worked out yeah. well because uh, I, I decided... I, well, I, I think I may have talked to you about this, Mel. I kind of grew up doing DM-related stuff yeah, always. my entire life without knowing what it was. Yeah. And then when the time came of enjoying, you know, Critic Role and Crit Juice and some of that stuff, uh, and just being like, oh, this is where I fit in. I'm going to start my own. And then it was just finding players. So yeah. I had the opposite problem, and then you guys were just like, you're doing a campaign? Well, cool. yeah, this and I was, at that time, I had moved in with you mm-hmm. for a bit. For a little while. And, um, because my husband and I were buying a house, and he was finishing up his life in Peoria, and I was starting our life up here, and I needed a place to live. Um, but I remember I was working, and, like, I had come into the office, and you had looked at me, and you were like, Mel, how would you feel about playing D&D with me? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I have been wanting to play for like a couple years because kind of to go back a little bit, I kind of got, I got introduced to the existence of D&D through Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> well, okay, you're going to have to elaborate on what the fuck that means. So there is an episode of Lizzie McGuire uh, where Gordo... Um, gets it, it, they treat it very cult esque because you know, back in like 90s, 2000s. <laughs> oh no, um, ask yeah. your wife about it, she'll know. They called it Dwarf Lords, I remember. And um, Gordo got like sucked into playing it and hit like ruined his life because that's all he wanted to do was play Dwarf Lords. So, I <laughs> so I kind of understood, like, I kind of remembered it through that direction. And then as I got older, I actually made some friends that in college, uh, one of them makes campaigns for people and he sells them. Um, And this is like before like GM's Guild or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So he would just get commissioned to do these things. And he he would show me like the fucking thick ass binders. And um, he even invited me to, you you know, my friend Jordan, right? Yeah. Her ex-boyfriend. Okay. Okay. And she was playing it in one of his campaigns at the time. And so they invited me over to um, another friend's place at a neighbor place. And um, they had a whole campaign going on. And they were, it was just really, really cool. And I was like, but I don't have anybody that would like want to play. Yeah, I think that was my struggle with why I hadn't started DMing something prior, is I didn't know who would even play in it. Right. You know? Um, we're... Joe, are you still there? We might have lost Joe for a little bit here, but we can we'll still continue for a little bit. Um, but then I lived in Peoria for a bit. I don't know how we got on the subject, but one of my friends was like, oh, we should just start a D&D campaign we had no idea what went into it, so we were just like, I'll just some, like, my friend was like, I guess I'll DM, and we had no idea what that meant, and then you, I came, I met you, I came to live with you, we started figuring it out, mm-hmm. um, DeVore talked about it a little bit, um. Yeah, had he played before? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And he then. played, but the reason, the whole reason he even knew about it was because his dad played back when it started. Got it. So he already had the insight yeah. of it being a thing. Exactly. Whereas to us, it was like, it was a thing that some other people did elsewhere, you know, for a long time. Yeah. And then eventually it got its way to, towards, oh, this sounds kind of fun. Right. Let's let's figure this out. Because because as we were growing up, it wasn't cool to be nerdy. No, that got cool much later. It got cool in... <laughs> We're enforcing it as in cool In 2008, now. when Iron Man and Batman Begins came out. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, Batman Begins came out in 2005. So it was cool to be to become nerdy in 2005. There you go. You, you guys don't live in the middle of nowhere like I do, where it's still... Right. Not exactly cool to be nerdy. No. But... 
you know, There's I live not as in many my people own that house. Dead. <laughs> exactly. I live in my own <laughs> house was... in the middle of nowhere with a nerdy roommate. We're good. It doesn't matter. So. Exactly. <laughs> um. So I guess that kind of leads me into a question I mentioned to you just before. Yes. Recording here, Mel. Um. Because one thing that I thought was really interesting, Joe, is conversations that you and I have had in the past, um, specifically on the characters that you've currently played, and how that, in my mind, doesn't currently align with something you just said in your last answer, which I thought was really interesting. Because you've always, so far, I mean, we haven't played that many characters, but... You've always picked mm. the like big burly fighter style characters, the tanks, the the ones that the heavy are combative mm-hmm. and are more in line with having combat as their specialty and not necessarily decide to have magic or to decide to have RP. But you just told us in our last answer that you really enjoyed doing the RP side of things, which threw me for a complete <laughs> loop. So I'm really curious now because I don't think I know the answer to this as much as I did as previously. As much as you thought you did previously. Yeah. So for you, what do you enjoy playing when you pick Pause. a character and develop like a background and all, all of the stuff that goes into it? So I really enjoy the uh, Travis Willingham approach to things. I like to be the nut job that nobody knows what they're going to do, but they know if it's time to start something, he's going to be the one to start something. Now, every time I play a role playing game, video game or not, and this has always been the way it has been because, you know, I used to play football, so is always about taking out aggression on the person across the line of scrimmage from you. And every time I play Skyrim, it's um it's it's a melee up in your face, punch you in the gut, punch you in the face kind of character. Screw magic. I don't care. I don't like it. I mean, now D&D is a little different because I do have a few character concepts that are way outside of what I normally play. But usually I just look at I just look at, you know, I prefer when everybody else picks their characters first because it makes my life a little bit easier because it's like, oh, well, we don't have a tank. Like with this last, with this most current uh, campaign we're doing or chapter we're doing, it was easy. You told me I got two rogues, I got a cleric, and I got a warlock. I'm like, well, duh, somebody's got to be the upfront and take everybody's wounds from forum you know so it was easy for me to choose that but if i'm playing a character most of the time i'm going to skew toward the paladin the tanky cleric the barbarian the fighter that's more my jam and i kind of i never really have done i haven't done a fighter yet but the more i watched Liam in campaign three play mm-hmm. Orem, his fighter. It has opened my mind to a little bit like, okay, fighters are pretty freaking cool. Yeah, even fighters are a magic. lot of fun. It's, Fight, it's that was my very, that was my my first one with um uh divorce campaign. Yeah. Um so that yeah, you know, that was one of my that was the very, very first one I ever did. And mm-hmm. I really liked it, but at the same time, I, I didn't like that. Essentially, my entire strategy was based on what I got. I wanted to mm. leave my strategy up to you. And I'm pointing to you, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it depends on different play styles and things. I know Fighter is one of the most simple classes in D&D currently. Yes. But it much. also is fairly dynamic, even though it, its simplicity is pretty straightforward. Right. It allows you mm-hmm. to do a lot, depending on what route you want to play mm-hmm. in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it, it's what people in video game world would consider a DPS. You know, you, you yeah. do damage per yep. second, you just dish out. Mm-hmm. And... It's a fun thing. It's not too different from the rogue. The rogue just has specialties that it can do under certain conditions, yeah. but um, they're really similar. Well, and then depending on mm-hmm. the um, the mastery that you choose, yeah. um, 
I I remember because the one I ended up picking and I have um, other Zach, Dr. Blood Souls to thank for this. Um, Because he helped me pick it. Because initially I was going to do an Eldritch fighter and use magic. But he had convinced me, hey, I I don't remember. I think it was just called um, Battlemaster, I think is what it was. Uh, where I would get a D8 and I can just decide whatever the hell I wanted, either as a reaction, bonus action, or or whatnot, to just be like, I'm going to add an additional D8 to this because I fucking can. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. So, Joe, I'd like you to elaborate more on the RP side of things and how you see that and how you... Uh, how you like to take on those situations in D&D as a character? As a character, usually I tend, I like to be the more, not always the case, but the more fun loving character, you know, crack jokes, make fart jokes, just kind of do stupid stuff and have fun with it. You know, like in our campaign, when we were about to apparently fight a giant, and I just belly flopped out of a tree in front of everybody, <laughs> not knowing most of the group was pissed off. And you almost landed anyway. on me, I think. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be friggin' hilarious. And that's what Brackus would think, too. Well, it didn't really fit the tone, but, you know, he was the goofball a little bit. But I like to just, you know. You're very I chaotic. Like to around. Yes, I, I prefer to be a little bit more chaotic, even though my alignment on my sheet may not say I'm chaotic, but I do like to be a little bit out there and off the wall and kind of just go with the go with it, you know. And I was actually telling Zach this before we had before we started recording. I was telling him that one of my favorite things while playing with you was I I love that I don't know what you're going to do next. And it's hysterical to me. And every time, like, there are moments, I won't lie, I meta sometimes and pretend to maybe, like, not have a decision because I want to see what the fuck you're going to do. <laughs> I'm like, entertain me. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it makes it easy. Like, you know, I always. Oh, no. Cave and all we're trying to figure out. What? Hey, Joe, you're cutting in and out. (laughs) We have a a beautiful still image of Frozen (laughs) Joe's camera looking off Uh, into the distance. This is what happens when you live in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. That happens, though, you know. I think we got you back. Oh, maybe. Oh, yep, you're moving. Yeah, I noticed because you guys are frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm checking my internet. Freaking Starlink for the win right now, guys. So yep. um, <laughs> you'll have to try that sentence from the top again. To get back to what I <laughs> <laughs> And you're roboting again, love. No! <laughs> oh no. Robots. Yeah, you'll have it's, to take it from the top. It's a uh, Terminator or Skynet trying to take over. It's turning us into... Oh, no. I think we got you back, but yeah, it might not be reversed. Nope. <laughs> but oh well. And now, a word from our sponsors. Not yet. You just gotta I can hear you guys fine, but I, I, your video's not really working very well. Eh. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> what sponsors? There is none. <laughs> chirp, 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 chirp. No. Thank you, sponsors. If, if I'm not roboting, and you guys can hear me. Yeah, so you take now. your sentence from the top. No. You know, I guess it just doesn't want to see what he has to say. I don't, I don't know. It's it, Either the internet doesn't want to hear what he has to say, or every time you ask him to say something, it's like, You know what, why, no. don't, you, why don't you... Okay, so uh, it looks like he's, he's reconnecting. He's reconnecting. Uh, oh, and... I'm, not re- I'm, I'm just trying to reset, see if turning the video off will help or not. 
Oh, so hey, we, can we went you. completely green. We haven't been green all this whole entire conversation. Oh, that we've been mm, yellow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, okay, there yeah. we're we're much better. Yeah, that well, that, that might help because I think it's bottlenecking your uh, internet a little bit to have the video as well. So that's fine. Hey, Zach, that's why fine. don't you ask him the question? Because every time I do it, it fucks I don't it even up. remember what the question. I don't even remember what the question no, was. From the top. <laughs> well, that's not really I, a question. I remember. I remember where I left off. You know, you were talking about being extremely chaotic and whatnot. And like I said, like in that goblin cave, everybody was huddled up talking. And we I like IRL, I'm sitting here for 10 freaking minutes and I'm just like, guys, fucking come on. Let's go. I don't I, I'm done sitting here. I want to do something. So I once I think Zach asked me and he's or I spoke up randomly and I just started doing shit. You just started like, walking. I just started walking. I just started just doing shit because fuck you guys. If you can't figure it out, I'm going to make you figure out figure it out real fast. It was yeah. hysterical. And your current and well, we did it. Most of your characters, but your current character for sure is is a doer for sure. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'll, I mean, it'll help there to, to have the done. team balance things out, though, because, like, you have to have some mm-hmm. people that can come up with some some strategies, but you do have to, like, understand that some of that strategy is going to go to chaos because you can't plan for everything. Oh, right. And then yeah, that's when the doers exactly. take over of, like, we'll make it work. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. that's a good dynamic for, for a party, you know? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of become Definitely. Joe and Jared, I feel. Yeah. Especially now that Jared's going through an arc. Yeah. A bit. I feel like Joe and Jared are our doers. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, because the rest are thinkers, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys like to sit back and try to figure things out, which is good, because you'll have mystery dynamics and other things and pu- puzzle solving and mm-hmm. other things that'll require those other situational skills, you know? So I, th- I think it creates a good balance, honestly. I just never Anytime. expected... Uh, your side, Joe, to be so, or well, you personally to be more into the RP side of things, though. Oh yeah, it's you know, like I said, I I acted a little bit in school in theater, and it was a blast. And I I always hated friggin' practice for whatever reason. I like I said, like you said, practice is a doer because Joe's a doer. We don't always think things through, but I'll be damned if we don't get it done one way or another. We might like struggle and fail in the middle part, but we'll at the end we'll have a product done for you. And that's just kind of how it is, you know. And I, I love RP because I personally I don't get a lot of, you know, again, being a farmer in the middle of freaking nowhere, I don't get a lot of socialization. Um and it's just sometimes it's a struggle and it's nice to get to talk to people, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're playing a character or not. It is nice to get to talk to people. Yeah. And you're frozen again. Well, uh, can you still hear we, us? Can you hear us? Maybe. Wheat. Nope. Our video connection went down to red. Oh. Well, let me Why don't see you turn our I, video off? Yeah, I can see if I can turn off the video real quick just to see if that helps. Maybe you can hear us better now. <laughs> I can hear you now. Yeah, okay. there you go. See, Voice we'll keep connected. the video off for now. Then maybe maybe that'll help uh, prioritize the audio. Okay, so um, something that we've discussed in in some of our previous podcasts on like how D anD D functions as a story. Yes, and. Something that Joe mentioned was was interesting because that is very much so in line with that concept of the D and D as a as a storytelling mechanism. It's there isn't one main character. That's not how it works. It's it's the players, and because of that, everybody has to function as if they are that person. Yes, but none of them are the main person. Right, and having that dynamic of like. What would your character do, knowing that I'm me, you know, but also I'm not the only person here. 
Yeah. It, that that dynamic is is really important to how the game functions and balances. But also, we have a good set of players that actually want to get in the mindset of being their character. Yes. Because some people play D&D and they, they're in it to statistically run that character's meta. Yeah. That's it. They're not really trying to be a character. But I think our group does a great job, and Brackus in, in our current campaign is one of the favorites, honestly. I would agree. Um, Brackus is one of my... I, Brackus, I would say, is my favorite character. And I think part of that is he's very upfront interesting. Yes. The rest of the characters are a slow boil because they have things going on that will make them interesting. Uh-huh. But, but you have to dig away at that first. Right. And with Brackus, he, he's and he's not really, I wouldn't say he's an open book or anything like that, but he's definitely not afraid to, I don't know, kind of talk and converse and just being present. Yeah. Um, Joe, if you can hear us, if you're still there. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, uh, <laughs> how, how do you perceive your current character and how do you get in the headspace of Brackus to be able to make some of these decisions on what their personality should be in moments like those? It's, it's kind of weird. You know, I originally... When I created Brackus, I thought that, oh, hey, I'm making a judge type character. Super simple, easy to do, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And <laughs> as more time has gone on, I notice my personality, my my personal personality is bleeding over more and more into Brackus as a character. And I always, I try to, I'm not the best at it, but I try to use honesty as the best pal- policy, mm-hmm. whether it hurts someone's feelings or not. And that's kind of a policy I feel like Brackus would use, you know. I would agree. While he doesn't always, while he isn't always the most honest person in the world because at the same time, he does think like, oh, hey, I don't really want to hurt their feelings at the same time, you know, for like little stuff. But for the big stuff, he's at least going to be up front with you and say, hey, I got an issue and uh, this is what's going on. This is how I feel about it. And if you don't like it, I don't give a shit. Um, get over it, you know. And pretty much how he feels. Now, not going to say he's not willing to work with people, but that's just kind of, it's kind of the policy I'm starting to take in life a little bit myself. And yeah, I just find that my personality is bleeding over into him a little bit more than I actually expected it to in the first place. So I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of how I, that's kind of how it works, at least with Brackus right now. That's not a bad thing. It'll, It'll allow you to become that character even better because your headspace mm-hmm. and their headspace isn't so different. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's possible to to completely act as a completely different personality but than it's your own. Exhausting. But it's a lot harder to separate those those windows of yeah. what they would know, yeah. how they would act in the moment. What choices would they make under those situations? Because you as a player, mm-hmm. you know way more than your character ever will know. But yeah. you have to kind of window out those those spaces and that knowledge, which we've played mm-hmm. with people before where it's some people have difficulties with that. Yeah. Separating out that and not metagaming it, you know, yeah. because that that for me changes yeah. the, the dynamic of the game, because then you're not playing yeah. a true RP version of the game. You know, you, you could roll a bunch of dice, but that's yeah. not really the same game. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you talk about metagaming. I will be honest. I was kind of personally as a player, and I didn't really bring this up because it was over whatever. You know, we finished the session. That's what it was, the house session. Oh. And mm. I'm watching me as a player and Brackus as a character, like just literally thinking, watching these people just snoop the out of this lady's house <laughs> and I'm just like 
and she's going around and shutting up for the night. And I'm like, have you idiots never lived in the freaking <laughs> middle of nowhere or camped somewhere? This is what you do when you go to sleep at night. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was kind of peeved. I understand. It's like, ooh, goody DM gave us a goody to look around. And I, I get it. But at the same time, I was kind of peeved because I'm like, this really feels like metagaming to me. And yeah, I mean, I rolled with it. Don't get me wrong. But it was just it was kind of a struggle to get through that episode, that that specific session, because I'm watching two or may, I don't probably three characters just kind of prance around this old lady's house and for me it was the state do whatever of the they house. wanted the state of the oh, house see is- bracket bra- <laughs> yeah <laughs> the state I, of the house wasn't even that bad i understand no it wasn't yeah. I, I, i'm just thinking it's it's a little old, old lady. lady who lost her husband who and she, her husband's upkeep on the ho- the physical house itself she may clean a little bit but and good for her she still lives in the middle of freaking nowhere by herself you know and that's yeah. kind of just how i thought about it i'm just like this is what brackus would do he's been in the middle of freaking nowhere camping with people before they've probably stayed in a cabin once or twice just because they may have stumbled upon an, a decrepit one that at least was able to block out whatever was outside. So he was just like, eh, whatever, I'm going to try to get some sleep. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Now, what, while, while inside he was probably like, well, what the fuck are they looking around this poor old lady's house for? <laughs> he was just like, eh, and then the house whatever. tried I'm to not eat even gonna- you. <laughs> yeah, but it was fine. But he's like, I'm just not even going to try to stop these people. Yeah. So what are they going to say to me when I when I do actually, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I, I knew there would be there's always going to be some metaing of the yeah. game just because until players get more comfortable with how to play their character and separate that and enjoy that, there's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit. That's just how mm-hmm. how it works. But yep. I, I appreciate that you and Brackus both saw it that way because yeah. Regardless of how what the other characters did, meta or not, Brackus can react to them mm-hmm. as he would see fit in that time of like, hey, this doesn't make sense. I know that something bad did happen, but you guys are paranoid as fuck. That's a <laughs> yeah, problem. Exactly. Like he can still exactly. react to them in, yeah. in a sense of like maybe the player knew, but their characters didn't know. Yeah. And so now yeah. you're treating them like hey, what the fuck was that? Like, there's a weird dynamic there. So it creates more RP and more interest of like, okay, how does the player explain why they made the decisions they did to this other character that's questioning them? Uh So it does create dynamics. That's why I let a lot of that kind of slide a little. Like, obviously, don't blatantly cheat the game. Oh, right. Then it's not fun. You know, you don't have the, the dynamic of the chaos of the dice, you know? But... A little metal gaming isn't mm-hmm. gonna kill anyone, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I un- I understand. It's just like I'm like, God, you guys are just fucking nuts. Like, yes, this <laughs> is like I was literally were. thinking you were you were explaining her closing the shutters. You're explaining her locking everything down, and I'm like. Well, yeah, this is what you do in a cabin. There are fucking bears outside. <laughs> there like, are obviously. This is what you do, and. So I was like, whatever, and I. But at at the, I didn't think. I assumed she. Well, she did come back into the house at the end too, and she barred the door shut. Like perfect. Thank you for keeping us safe from the bears. <laughs> I'm very pleased with <laughs> from this, those damn know. owl bears. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But yeah, it was just one of those things. I'm totally like, this is exactly what you do when you live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Or at least. Like, not my middle of nowhere, but, like, if you're in the frickin' forest in a cabin yeah. with trees around, this is exactly what you do to keep bears a place where they said that critters those yeah. pillage places. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's a dangerous place. And that I set it up that way on purpose. Now, some of that stuff was purposefully, like, hey, you could take this out, you, you please. Some of this is, like... She, she's normal shutting up for the night, but some of it also was like, there's some weird hints here, you know? And so I feel mm-hmm. like that, that gives Brackus 
a, a right to respond in the way he does or did and may in the future to the way that they handled it. Um, like I said, with with now I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that may listen to this and not listen to the campaigns in in time, but the party did something that was wildly more positive than they've ever done in any of the campaigns recently. And like that was a good step in a good direction, twice. which I think Brackus would have twice. supported. Like Brackus was probably pretty pleased with that. Twice. Compared True. to the yeah, current situation was, we're talking about. I was honestly very surprised because shit just about hit the fan. Yeah. Just about hit the fan. Like, we were millimeters away from having to full send this shit. We, I was so stressed. <laughs> I, yeah, and you you were so stressed. I was the one standing there talking the whole time. Like, oh, my God. And th- that is, like, my first, like, foray into being kind of the face. And it's when you're trying to think of what you're going to say. And, you know, you have, again... I had a plan. This is what I want to do when I get up there. And then the DM comes from friggin' left field and is like, uh, you know, just says something that I'm, I wasn't planning for. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> now how the hell do I figure this out? You know? And there's four people behind me or three. I don't remember exactly how it all played out. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> just sitting there like, Kind of just staring off at my computer screen, trying to what see if anybody would say anything that would like jolt me into, oh, this is what I should talk about, or this yeah. is where I should go. You know, it was kind of like begging for help, but not saying it at the same time. And I'm just like, uh, 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 don't get me wrong, I love RP, but man, to be the face of the party every once in a while it's is terrifying. It's it's like, oh, yeah. and especially when you have a plan and nothing goes to plan, which is life in general. But good lord, I mean, don't get me wrong. You guys threw me for a loop because you somehow success successfully uh, acquired diplomacy in a situation that I personally thought was it. only going to be hostile. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> kudos to you guys. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh. I'm very glad the murder hobo of the group didn't go murder hobo at that time. But <laughs> I, I mean, personally, like, and and character, I would have been totally fine if it had happened. So, yeah, which it, it didn't, but I would have, either way, I would have been, I'm ecstatic with either way that it happened, but I have a feeling it's not going to go so diplomatically the next time around. No, yeah. I doubt it. Unless there's a fancy teleportation circle to get us back without having to go through there. Yeah. Well, that's how that will go. So. Ah, shit. We do have four. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to make your way probably through the same spaces yeah, you've already been in, in or, or a, a relative similar path. Mm. But we'll see. Um, uh, Mel, before I ask my last main question. Is there anything else that you wanted to ask? No, I mean, you've pretty much covered a lot of it. I, I guess I guess the one of the questions I had, because I don't want to go too much into um too much into campaign and lore review because we're gonna do that in the next episode. Right. We'll we'll break Joe. down your first character so, and, and then your second right. character bracket. So I in guess your, in a separate recording. I guess my question is, um where like where do you see your where do you see yourself in five years? Um <laughs> where where do you see <laughs> where do you see yourself taking like your quote-unquote career in D&D? Like, are you trying to um, DM your own group? Are you um, trying to start something in your little town? Um, at the moment, I we did, me and two of my friends started, well, my roommate, myself, and his brother, we kind of started doing a little bit um, with me being the DM and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know exactly how much I like to DM. I feel like I prefer to play more than I actually do to DM. Um, just because 
playing takes a lot less prep and oh well there's a lot less to think about you just literally think about your character you don't have to think about the five npcs that you have here or the 10 the 10 monsters that you have over here you don't have to keep track of 10 different sets of hit points i would actually 100% agree with that yeah it is challenging enough to be able to like to effectively play your own character because like as and, years and go luckily, on, you guys will it, get better, yeah. you know, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DMing is its and own lo- beast. <laughs> yeah, and luckily, my two friends, this is not the first campaign they've ever played in, but it's early enough in their D&D uh, experience that it's pretty easy for us to kind of go with the flow and do it all. And luckily I'm playing a module, so it's all literally in a book right there. It's pretty freaking easy to deal with. You know, it's not like I've homebrewed my own world. Like Zach has done and had to create all these characters and everything. It was all, I bought it. It's in front of me. I deal with it and it works really nice. I mean, I would like to just kind of do little things here and there. Personally, I'd prefer to play instead of DM, but if it comes down to it and I have to DM for people, I'd be happy to do it. It's just going to take me more time than the normal person to get prepped for a game. You know, it just because, well, like most, most everybody else, I'm busy, you know, and certain, certain times of the year, I'm really busy and don't have the time to do it. So (laughs) yeah, pretty much my life is non-existent. So, I mean, it's just, that's, that's just the way it is. But I would like to be a better DM because I feel like I have stories in my head that would maybe interesting to other people, but I want to start out small and build from there. And whether that's with my two friends or with a couple extra people, you know, or maybe in the future, if I have kids, if it's just me and my kids, you know, that would be perfectly fine to me. Um, is you 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 might enjoy running one shots because they're much more they're yeah. much simpler and much more concise, mm-hmm. and it's a lot easier. There's not a whole lot of prep that goes into it because yeah. you know what where the rails are. Yeah. You know you you got your yeah. guide rails and you stay within that, yep. and it's short and sweet, and it's not many many yep. many sessions long. Like like our campaign yep. stuff, I have enough stuff built out in my world and planned for us to play for the next three years. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot to do, and whether or not you yeah. guys do any of that, that's up to you. Right, but but that prepared. does take me an enormous amount of time to just create this shit. But I do it yeah. because I really enjoy the creating of it. Yeah, and and yeah. so I get why You're an you art might major, not shock. Yeah, I'm an art major, so you know, <laughs> gotta be creative with ADHD and everything. Like, <laughs> but uh, it's good to know that you like to play yeah. because yeah. Not everybody can be a DM and not everybody can be a player. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you got to find what suits you and fit that role. Yeah. And honestly, you play your characters well. Yes. Like you get in that headspace and, and you, you don't do the, the max, max, min, what is it? Min maxing and meta and yeah, all of it. No. You, you actually try to play the character for what it is yeah. in that, mm-hmm. that character's story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is always interesting, honestly. Like I, I mentioned before, none of the even though none of the characters are the main character, it still is their story yeah. from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So what they do yeah. and choose and how they forge their own life, that's up to you guys. You know, yeah. I just place things in front of you to give you challenges. It's up to you how you overcome them and become the character that you want to be. And yeah. I think that's the fun and- part. Yeah, and, and to me, you know, and this kind of backtracks to the RP and the playing in the group and stuff like that. I really enjoy team sports and just team things, working with people toward a common goal. That is what I love to do. Granted, my job, I'm alone or at least working with my dad most of the time. So it's just the two of us and that's the way it is. But, you know, and that's why I love I loved playing football is because without the offensive line, you couldn't do anything. 
say you had a quarterback and an offensive line, you didn't have any wide receivers. So where are you going to throw the ball to? You know, right. there's always having that cohesive unit yeah. of a team together of people that complement the other people to make everything work out. And I feel like our group really does that well. And, and that gives me that feeling of, okay, I'm on a team. I'm doing my part. Part I can't do everything by myself, and that's what I love about DD is you create a character, and especially the way we do it because we don't roll for stats where someone can get extremely lucky. Which don't get me wrong, that would be a lot of fun to play an OP character that you got extremely yeah. lucky rolling for, but I'd be okay with that but, on like a one shot, but yeah. not for a main yeah. campaign thing. That's why yeah. I keep those as balanced as possible, yeah. But doing that, that is awesome because you know. I know, and it's, it's so much fun sometimes to play the dumb character instead of the smart one and just to be kind of silly and stupid about things and knowing that at least, hey, you know, we've at least got a character that complements me. So, like, the way I look at it is Brachus and Lingvi kind of complement each other yeah. a lot. You know, and, and that's not just all of them, all of it, but Lingvi is very intelligent and it understands that stuff, whereas Brachus is very strong and is more than happy to listen to someone who has an intelligent option when Brachus has no intelligent options in his head. And, you know, the whole group kind of complements each other. You know, Brachus is, while he is athletic because he's strong, he's not the quickest person in the group. You know, you've got Leoris and Echo, and it all just kind of melds together. And then you have, of course, we can't forget Mel's character, Sith Roll, who is wise beyond her years, even though she doesn't know how she's so wise, um, but is kind of, you know, at least it's it's enjoyable because everybody at least compliments the other. And that's why I chose, again, a taint character, A, because I enjoy playing them, but B, as well, it's because we didn't have one in nope. the group. So it was super easy <laughs> for me to just like, oh, yeah, let's go to what we're comfortable with and not stay outside the box. Because I had like four or five different characters going around my head, yeah. mainly from like inspiration that I had from really ridiculous stuff like off of South Park or some silly characters yeah. that were just absolutely ridiculous that, that people would have been like one shot probably. yeah people people would have been like oh my god what is he doing and it's just trying stuff but yeah it yeah that's that's the one thing like you're talking about it's just yeah it's just I, cohesive I it works it we'll really does into breaking down specific details on yeah. brackets and stuff in another mm -hmm. recording. But I did yep. want to, like, I did, I just had, like, a a moment here. Mel you probably did. saw it on my face. I watched it. Because we, me and Mel were chatting just before recording and stuff, and one of the things that we were talking about was the dynamics between the different characters mm -hmm. in the current campaign. And how different bridges are either being made or burned depending on things that happen interactions-wise between certain characters. And you can have an interaction with every single one of the other player's characters. And you mentioned mm -hmm. something that was interesting with, with being complementary to Lingvi with mm -hmm. the, like, the strength side of things. But what one thing that I don't think you guys have realized that I mentioned offhandedly to yeah, you, you a bit ago was uh, something that just clicked for me. And it it's that... You guys are also opposites in a in a way that might be in like influential and beneficial because Brachus has a heart. Yes. And so far, Lingvi is very specifically shown to have yes. no morals. He, yes. He can kill anybody and be fine. Mm. And there's no interaction between himself or moral conflict internally of like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Mm. That's a pretty interesting dynamic between yeah, Brackus and Lingvi going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so we're definitely going to talk about that oh, in our next Oh, hell episode. yeah, we are. Stuff like that to pick out some of those things. And I don't even know if Zach realizes that's how he's playing his character, but he might know <laughs> it and might be doing it very purposefully. Oh, well, we can ask know. him this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But like some of those dynamics is what I love, um, especially with mm-hmm. this group. This group does a great job of being their characters and not just playing a game. And because of that, you guys get to get in that headspace and kind of leave the real world for a short time and just enjoy this fantasy for a bit and kind of relax into it. You know, yeah. you get to enjoy it. You get to go through a journey, whether it's happy, sad, angry, anxious, whatever. You get to experience something. And I think that's why I like this a little more than playing video games. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's why we've really gotten into playing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it brings something else to your life. Which is really weird to say. <laughs> like, think about it. Saying a game brings something else to your life is just like, it's deep, but also it sounds like anybody that doesn't value D&D would look at you and be like, the fuck you talking about? Yeah. <sighs> I agree. But I really, I, I enjoyed this chat, Joe. Me we, too. We've been wanting to do what? this for a long time now that wedding season's almost over yeah, for well, some you, of us you're, you keep getting some so you got one more the rest of us are done quote unquote i have one god i hope it's my last one i i don't know what i don't, I don't really have friends so what are weddings but that's fine i'm not <laughs> yeah. worried about it yet <laughs> to one i'm a guy you're I'm a guy too yeah, I'm, I'm single and i'm wedding. a guy yeah i know but i'm single and a guy so i yeah, don't really get invited to a lot of weddings it's of it's totally perfectly fine with me because for whatever reason, and this is way off topic, but whenever I go to a wedding, it always seems like I get roped into helping somebody. And that is the one thing I despise the most is showing up to some place and being told, oh, hey, you're doing this. Yeah. Uh, no, no thanks, guys. But no that no comment. <laughs> yeah, no comment that from Mel identifying very heavily with that statement. Lot. No so. comment. <laughs> Mel's panicking. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. If I'm asked ahead of time, whatever. But yeah, I understand. Yeah, you kind of can't get, say no in most situations. But it, it's just yeah. like it still sucks because you're just like, I wanted to be just. A I guest. wanted to be a guest. Yeah. I wanted to go to the bar and drink with people <laughs> and not have to think about now things. I have a responsibility. Yeah. Now I have responsibilities that I wasn't supposed to have in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least you know with D&D that you are responsible for your character. <laughs> but you're yep. going into it with that that already known. Yep. Yep. So. Okay. No. Nope. Play us out, Zach. Well, we had a great conversations. We anticipate scheduling some more time with you to do another deep dive uh, on to the, the characters that you've played and some of the characters that you're interested in playing in the future. Mm-hmm. And we'll do that uh, session next time. A psychological study on Brackus. Yeah, Ooh, let's do it. and Joe and down. his like actual dedicated characters, not the silly one offs, but you know, like the the ones that he really wants to invest in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, really, I, I'm really curious. Um, thank you for joining us, Joe. Thank you You're so welcome. much, Joe. I'm very happy we finally got to do this. Yeah. You're welcome. And uh, thank you, everyone out there, for listening and tuning in. And uh, this has been Meta Dungeon, and we will see you next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>